Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Girls in Work podcast. This week, we interview Josie, who is head of digital at a London-based music management company. Josie oversees the digital presence of a variety of artists, and we hear all about her role, career journey, and her top tips on how to navigate through a forever evolving digital landscape. I hope you enjoy it. Right then, Jose. So shall we just start with a bit of an introduction? Do you want to tell us a bit about what you do and a kind of overview of your career journey so far? Sure. So um, I'm head of digital at Closer Artists, which is a management company in music industry. Um, And I oversee all digital strategy and social media for our roster of artists, basically. So my day to day is kind of pretty varied. Um, And I guess the way I kind of came into marketing was through music. So like I'm a musician myself and that's kind of what I grew up in doing and and studying. Um, And through that journey, I guess I kind of got really like obsessed with social media and how that kind of affected things and then just continued to learn more about marketing. Um, And yeah, did a couple of different like marketing roles and digital marketing roles and then ended up at Closer which kind of combined the two. Is this what you've always wanted to do? Um, No, to be honest, I didn't actually know that jobs like my job existed. So until like literally until I walked into the interview room which is like quite a weird thing. Yeah, do you I, know what? Same. I can relate to that. <laughs> really? To have you had the same thing? <laughs> both my like, I suppose both like like my jobs in terms of like as an overall career, like both in accounting and radio. I had no idea what the job was before I started. Like I like must have really? fluffed my way through the interview, and then I literally got there on day one, and I was like, I actually don't know what I'm here to do. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's I like I knew I kind of knew like I'd say I knew like probably fifty percent of what I was getting into because mm-hmm. like I knew that you know I knew it was in music and I knew it was in digital mm-hmm. and I knew what the job was, but until I kind of like came across that job. I didn't know that it could be so kind of perfectly matched because like I wanted to do digital marketing specifically for artists like mm-hmm. that. Or me, I mean, I would have said that that would be my kind of like dream role kind of thing. But I didn't really know that there were small teams where that was like kind of applicable because like there's a lot of like, you know, marketing jobs in like big music companies, big record labels, like the major labels. And that wasn't really kind of where I was at like I wanted to help you know the artists directly and I just thought that wasn't possible but it is like at somewhere like closer we're a tiny team there's like 11 of us and um we work pretty close-knit and yeah I guess I wasn't I just didn't really think that I'd find something like that so love that (laughs) (laughs) um I think I I've thought this before it's like I feel like when you're like going through education like in college at school university you never really get told what's actually what's actually out there like I don't know about you guys but my experience with like careers lessons it was always like oh like here's how you become a lawyer here's how you become a doctor like all the like more traditional careers and they never I don't know whether like I said I don't know whether it's different now it's been a long time since I've had a careers lesson but there was never any of this where it's like do you know what actually there are all these really cool jobs that you can do that like you say Josie you don't know about them until you like find them on like when you're searching for a job or you find them on like a company's website and actually like a job in digital like yours probably didn't exist like years ago like True. when we were going through school it wasn't a thing was it True. really yeah I mean I to be honest I had no idea like about what I mean no idea about music or that I was into music or what it was like until 
I'd say late teens, I guess. Like I started as a musician when I was 11. So I was already like secondary school. And then, mind you, I don't feel like anyone knows what they want to do before, like (laughs) before that. But still, like even that, even then it was like, okay, I'll go to uni. Well, what do I like best? I guess it's music. So let's do that. And trained as a musician. And only after that, it was like, okay, I want to train more special, like be more specialized as a kind of music marketer. And I guess like my master's was pretty good for that. Like, so I went to uni of Westminster and they were pretty good at kind of telling you a bit more about what's out there. But before that, yeah, it was like, I don't know. I was the only one with any kind of interest of like that digital side of things, I think really from my group of friends and students. Did you find then that your degree helped you with the the job and your career you have now? Because I think when we talk to a lot of people, their degrees don't really relate to what they do. But did you find yours has actually actually like really helped and prepared you for like your career and like the world of work and that kind of stuff? Um, I think so. I mean, it's in a relevant field. I mean, my so like my first degree was as a singer. That's not it's it's not really applicable, but it kind of is because like my day to day, I work with a lot of artists that are under kind of like they're obviously all under a lot of pressure. Like that's that's the nature of being an artist. And it's not that I understand that, but I think it's like having a kind of emotional connection to the kind of like to the art itself, I guess. I think that really, really does help. Like understanding music and being able to relate to them on that level can kind of help me not just like get along with people at work, but like also, I guess, like portray them like or help them to portray themselves through digital, which is kind of what I do. And the second, like the, the I my second degree was like music business so yeah it helped but it wasn't I still think there was so much that I didn't know when I walked into the office on day one versus what I know now Mm. I don't think degrees really teach you how to act or be like or how they don't really prepare you for an office environment because I had a similar thing with my degree because my degree was in marketing and yeah, I learned the kind of the basic theory and it was great. And, you know, that degree has definitely helped me in the place, like to get to the place I am now. But I had no, again, to what we were saying earlier, I had no idea that my particular role within marketing actually existed. Um, and they don't, they don't really prepare you for that. So yeah, I guess for me, like my degree sort of helped me, but then you kind of just fall into a role as well, don't you? And start to articulate what it is you like doing and then it just happens. <laughs> and I feel like everyone, most people you talk to kind of say a similar thing. As someone who doesn't have a degree, it's kind of frustrating because I know when I was trying to move out of accountancy, which is the job I'd had had since 18, every job I was looking at, and I was looking initially at jobs in marketing and digital marketing, and they all wanted degrees. So to know that it doesn't, like, and I at the time felt, and I was frustrated at the time because I felt I've got like three and a half years of really intense work experience at a huge corporate firm, but they didn't see that because they just saw I didn't have a degree. So they didn't even consider me for the job. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of frustrating when you hear people say that like, oh, my my degree didn't prepare me in that way. Like, it's just like, I could, I know I could have walked into some of those jobs and yeah. picked yeah. it up and like, like learn on the job. Yeah, because every everyone kind of has a different story, don't they? And it is a shame that they just look at that. Um, so, what would you say is your favorite thing about your current job role? Um, I think 
as I said, like our artists are wonderful. They're lovely people and like the music is amazing. And as someone that's just kind of, I've been a music fan, like as long as I can really remember, like it's cool to be doing things on the, the sort of like front line. I don't really want to use that term now in a COVID world, but like, <laughs> you know, like it, it's cool. It's cool to be like up there with, with people helping them and like getting them to kind of realize their visions through social media and their personalities. And I guess like, I mean, my colleagues are all very, very cool as well. Like I love working with them and I love like having the kind of power to see ideas through from start to finish, like to think of something and be like, oh, hey, have you thought of this? And they'll go like, they'll either go, oh yeah, I hate that. (laughs) Or they'll go like, oh, love that. And then we'll work it out and make it happen. Like that to me is just really satisfying. Mm -hmm. I guess, because obviously you mentioned it's, it's a small team as well you're all kind of quite involved in those decisions. Yeah, totally. Um, and it allows you to be a bit more creative. Yeah, it's nice. The The creativity is great. And I think, like, we work a lot, like, via WhatsApp, which is, like, can get a bit stressful when there's thousands of messages. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's cool that we're all involved and it's a sounding board between everyone, including the artist. And any kind of ideas we do online are, like, a product of everyone's creativity. I think that's really nice. I love that. I love that we keep talking to people who like just love their jobs. I find it like really refreshing. Like it's so nice to talk to someone who like yeah. is, just loves it. Um, so um, the complete opposite end of that then, what would you say, <laughs> sorry about this, what would you say is the most challenging part of your job? Um, I think, I think it's ongoing. Like the nature of the job is quite, it, I guess with more responsibility comes more challenge. And like, I'd say, big part of like music industry and digital is like being unable to switch off like having to be on call 24 hours a day you know if an artist messages me at 11 p.m like oh my god something's happened or like I'm locked out of this account or someone's impersonating me or you know any of that stuff it's like obviously I'm going to be there to help them like there's no doubt about it like we'll we're going to solve it like pretty immediately but I think it's that sense of like most days I'm fine with it but like you know if you're feeling a bit like down or like a bit kind of burnt out and then it's like okay I've sort of solved everything within the immediate next five minutes but what's going to go wrong before kind of 6 p.m tonight you know (laughs) or like yeah no this is kind of going off course a little bit but I think kind of going back to this, the idea of like not being able to switch off, I think it's quite common for people that when they're really passionate about a job role and they love what they do, it's difficult to kind of separate or they find it difficult to switch off. It's difficult to kind of separate that and and get that balance. Is that is that something that, well, I guess you kind of experienced that anyway. What advice would you give to someone that might be, you know, finding it difficult to to get that balance or sort of separate you know job role but also normal life without not losing that passion but just trying to balance it a little bit better yeah for sure I think just be you know prioritize as much as you can um I think prioritizing is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier like is a skill that none of us were really taught at uni like and maybe you can't be taught maybe it's in each job it's so specific of like what's obviously urgent and what's maybe not so obviously urgent and you know what's not urgent I don't know I think you you have to just kind of like work on the fly work quickly work efficiently I think one of the things I've I've kind of learned 
um, working in this job particularly is like it's really fast paced and taking too long over a decision can be just as damaging or worse than making a snap decision and making the wrong decision if that makes sense I think it, it's more important to be efficient and commit to it you know three out of ten times maybe you're going to make the wrong choice but then you fix it like but kind of dilly dallying around is going to probably be worse <laughs> Yeah, I think it comes back to as well what we were talking about the other day, Emma, about like um, like making mistakes and stuff and like failure and in inverted commas. Like, like you say, Josie, it just comes down to experience and confidence. Like the more you do it, the more you'll get used to it. Or like if you're working in a team, like I know I, I learn a lot by like watching my boss and it's like, okay, if I'm faced with this decision, like what does he do? And then I'll remember that next time. So if I'm faced with that decision and I have to make it quickly, I'm like, okay, well, what's someone else done before? And that does, does, it does come with time and it comes with the experience. And I know Josie, you say you work in quite a small team, but if you work in a bigger team, one of the most challenging things can be like knowing who to ask or like knowing who needs to authorize something or like knowing which team to go to and again you don't get taught that you're never going to be expected to know that until you you start the job and you get going with it definitely I think it's interesting because like internally we have a small team but like we work with so many different teams so like I completely get that like it's it's really rare that I'm going to be asking someone within my own team for like approvals or delivery of something of you know artwork or assets or social posts or whatever it's normally going to be requests are going to be outsourced to like a label or a digital agency um, or anyone else or the artists themselves so it's like when I walked into this job I remember getting added to all the kind of work whatsapp groups and just going like who are these 70 phone numbers that I've just put in my phone book? Like, I don't know what any of these people do. I don't know which team they work for, oh which artists do they work for. So I started a spreadsheet, which didn't last very long because it just was completely, like, impossible to control. And I, I think you just get to know everyone in the end. And, like, yeah, you mess up. And, like, I've definitely copied, like, the wrong person into an email before and been like, ah! And, you know, that happens. But I think... Yeah, it, you know, that's a skill in itself is knowing who to ask to get the job done. And that's something you can only really learn from, I guess, doing it. Yeah, completely. Or emailing the wrong person and then them saying, oh, this needs to be this person. Yeah, and then being like haunted by that like forever. And being like, <laughs> well, I'm never doing that again. It's that's like how if, you learn. It's like if you ever accidentally send, send an email to the whole office, like <laughs> you never do that again Ooh. because you like triple check <laughs> that said to bar. <laughs> Oh God, that's like the pain. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So, Joe, next question. Um, this is quite a broad question, but is there anything new or something in particular that you've learned about yourself in either this role or throughout your career journey so far? Um. Yes, I guess. <laughs> I, yes <laughs> yes that, that's it that's it that's all you're getting that's all you're getting <laughs> um I no I'm just thinking I think I definitely I'm getting better at it I think I worry quite a lot about what people think um but I think that can be a good and bad thing like I think it can it can hold you back a bit but it can also be good because it's good to be just conscientious and you know to care I think is important um but I think also I, I function like weirdly at a higher speed when I'm super busy. So I feel like 
the busier I am, the more productive I am. And it's like a cycle of like, the more stuff I take on, I'm like, let's go. And then I kind of just like crash. <laughs> so like, I think I have to, I kind of have to watch that. Like, cause I'm, I'm definitely the kind of person that would be like, yeah, let's do that. Oh yeah, let's also do that. Okay, I'll commit to that too. Yep, and that, and that. And then I'll kind of be like, ah. <laughs> so I think that's one of the things like, finding that balance is important. Like, I love being busy because it makes me work better. But yeah. just not to go like, just not to overkill that, I guess. Yeah. How many times do we talk about this all the time, don't we? So about how the difference between like the urgent and the nice to have. And if I love that reference that you always refer to, Soph, but like if it's nice to have, it's probably not going to get done. But if there's loads of stuff with like really clear deadlines and as you said, Joe, just working at the highest speed, sometimes you just become more productive and you work better. Um, I did a management course last week and last week, God, no, last year, <laughs> <laughs> definitely last year. And um, we talked about this, how people do work better. And it's because um, basically if you take away something, you work better. So because when you've got loads of deadlines looming or you've got loads on your to-do list, the thing you're taking away is time. And so because you've got one less resource, your your brain and your body kind of goes, okay, well, you, kind of like making up for that. And so a lot of people we find, and I'm exactly the same, I work so much better when I've got a deadline looming or I've got things I know I need to get done by the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's actually like, apparently it's actually like scientifically proven or something that you do work better under pressure. And like, there's a tip that like, I used to say to one of the girls who worked for us, like, like give, your, give yourself like, pretend deadline so like so and I do it sometimes if I know like if I've had something on my to-do list and it isn't it still isn't urgent but I just want to get it done I'm like right so if you have to get this done by lunchtime and just give yourself that like less time give yourself a deadline and you'll find you'll be more more motivated to do it 100% so I do know I love this question I think I said this last time but this is my favorite (laughs) question what advice would you give to your younger self knowing what you know now See, it's a good one, isn't it? I think, yeah, I like like that one. I think, I think just have more confidence. Like, I think, I think growing up, like, I kind of, I don't know, have more confidence and just like, chill out a little bit and see where it, see, see where you end up. Because like, I do, I, I know I worry a lot. Like, I'm the kind of person that worries quite a lot about things. And I think when I was younger, there was kind of a, a sense of like, oh, there's so much I want to do, but how do I get there? Will I get there? Should I really be doing this kind of thing? And I think the thing is just have more confidence. And I think I have got more confident as as time has gone on about, you know, what I spend my time doing, who I spend my time with, and, you know, how I work. Mm -hmm. I think that's How do you think you've got to that point of like having more confidence and learning to chill out a little bit? I think... I think, again, it's probably time. It's doing a lot of varied things, I think. Yeah. I think also just, like, learning. Like, I always want to be learning something. Like, I don't think anyone ever really, but especially in in digital, should ever assume that they know enough about something. Like, I I don't think... Like, the likelihood is, even if you're an expert on the subject, what you're an expert on is changing, or there's going to be a new version of it launching next week and you're not aware yet. So I think just having that attitude of like, okay, I may not know the most about, you know, 
anything but like I'm always I just I don't know I think always just want to learn and never assume that you know more than anyone else you know like always assume that it's kind of it's collaborative it's a learning process things go wrong and you find solutions yeah do you know what have more confidence and chill out a little bit is something I think my like the 12 year old self (laughs) needed to hear (laughs) to be to be fair I think that I still need to hear that I think like on some days I'm like yeah we're good and then some days I'm like okay I need to follow my own advice still (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I love that okay we might have touched on this a little bit a little bit already but is there anything in particular that has helped you develop either professionally or or personally in your current role um I guess yeah sort of similar I suppose like just always trying to learn more like I read a lot about you know what's going on in the industry what's going on in digital trying out tools myself so like I have a dummy account for like every single social media and like I use them and see how they work um and that is kind of pretty I mean I don't know if that's helpful for sort of growth, but it's pretty elementary really to keep up. Um, But also, I guess, you know, listening to podcasts and stuff, being around talented, passionate people, I think has just really helped me watching how my colleagues work, even though they're in different jobs. I learn a lot from them like every day. And I think, yeah, just having the experience and making mistakes, you know. And I think also just getting to know everyone, like, because a lot of what I do is centred around, like, representation of our artists. Like, the better I know them, the more I can do that. And the more, hopefully, they trust me to do that, you know? And the more it just works, I guess. Yeah, I think, like, relationships with people is so important, isn't it? Like, I guess in any job, even if you, you're only in an office job where the only people you speak to are other people in your office, I think it's... Personal relationships are so valuable. Um. So if you had someone who was looking to do something similar to what to what you're doing, is there any advice you'd give to them if they were right at the beginning of starting out and they wanted wanted your job, basically? <laughs> um, I think get obsessed with it. Like, you're going to... To be able to... I know this is horrible, but it's like to be able to survive in social media or to thrive. Okay, no, it's not going to survive. It's a bit negative. To be able to thrive <laughs> in it, you're going to need to be obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah I'm doing I'm selling it (laughs) love that um yeah get obsessed with it and you know enjoy it and use every single tool that is out there and see which ones you like and see which ones you don't and I think what we said before just never assume that you know enough about a subject like the likelihood is it's changing and it's probably changing faster than you think it is um so definitely that you know, train yourself up, do courses, go to networking events, just be cool and be knowledgeable. And I think overall, just be nice. Technical advice, I guess, like get qualified in like Google, like Google does a lot of like online certifications that are free. So does Facebook. Do all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, basically do your job and don't be a dick is the summary of that. Exactly. Don't be a dick. Are there any particular goals or ambitions you're working towards in the long term or short term? Um, I think, well, I'm yet to have my first uh, number one single campaign or album campaign. Those will definitely be two um, 
what's the word milestones and like kind of not benchmarks but you know yeah milestones I guess that's what I'm kind of working towards and hopefully that will happen sooner rather than later I mean I've I've only been at close to like 18 months um but obviously like just before just before I joined like they've they've got a huge track record of of number ones so my uh, hopefully my time will come but I'm excited that will be like a nice kind of like career defining moment I think for me when that happens very like clear I like it um okay so I think this is the final question but again I love this one if you weren't in this career and you could do anything in the world at all what would it be I really I really do love my job I think if there were two alternative paths which probably both <laughs> probably both unfeasible I mean I would I would do this like I love working music but if not like I make jewelry in my spare time and I've been loving doing that so maybe run my own little jewelry business or alternatively just go and live on um is it called Cat Island? That island in Japan where there's just loads of cats and like everyone just appears to be having a great time doing absolutely nothing. I feel like that would also be just a great <laughs> Oh my God, that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> my three alternative realities are life as it is now, life making jewellery or life just being surrounded by cats doing absolutely oh nothing. Oh my gosh, I did not expect that. Depends on the day. <laughs> It literally depends on the day, which which one I would choose. I always like to do a quick, because um, I've been taking notes. I don't know if you've heard the typing. Um, but I like to always do a quick kind of key takeaways from your this interview with you, Jose. Um, so I've got some great quotes oh. here. So these are, so, these are some oh, of my awesome. favourite ones. So confidence comes with time. Um, it's important to prioritise and be efficient, but realize that it might you might not always make the right choice mistakes are okay and with more experience the confidence will will naturally follow um again second point linking back to confidence but i think one of my favorite quotes from this podcast is have more confidence and chill out a bit (laughs) which i think is excellent (laughs) we need to make that into some sort of meme um but kind of alongside that, it's realising that you're always going to be learning um, and never assume that you know everything. Um, and it's important to kind of be open and be collaborative with the people around you, um, which I think is a really good piece of advice there. And then finally, um, always be nice and don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Again, one of my favourite quotes. <laughs> That's going to be the teaser for this. Um, it has but to yeah. Be. Nice. Oh, I'm sad the uh, I'm sad Cat Island didn't make it into the final quarter. <laughs> <laughs> just like to plug that again. <laughs> no, I'm just so that is it for this week's episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. As always, thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to share the podcast and leave us a review. That would be a huge help for us. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and also any questions you have too. We'll see you in a week for the next episode of the Girls in Work podcast. 